Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 444 Monday, June 7th. Today on the show, a message for American sports fans, an historic weekend in Knoxville, an apology to Vanderbilt baseball fans, and also Julio Jones. Lots and lots of Julio Jones. The 440 is brought to you every single morning by the Kingston Group, Nashville's locally owned award-winning custom home and remodeling firm. This is a group of people, men and women, that are working tirelessly to make sure that you get everything that you want out of your house. If you don't believe me, that's all right. Go look at the website. It's all right there in front of you. Buildkg.com. Go check it out. Tell me you don't love what you see. I promise. But I don't believe that's going to happen because I know the people that work there and I know the work that they do. Check out the website, buildkg.com, and remember the name, The Kingston Group. So this morning, uh, I looked at my phone and my daughter was laying next to me. And uh, I was kind of like, kind of starstruck. And I was kind of just kind of taking everything in. And uh, I kind of like jumped out the bed. I was like, this is really real. And I kind of like woke my, woke my daughter up. And so I had to calm down for a little bit before I could like just be on my phone. But uh, this morning when I got the news, it was, it was kind of crazy. It was kind of crazy. My phone started blowing up. And, uh, you know, I, I think this is really, really huge for Tennessee, not just for me, but um, this is huge for the city, you know, for our team. So we're glad to have him. Yeah, A.J. Brown, it is really real. After weeks of breathless tweeting and wild speculation, the Tennessee Titans acquired former Atlanta Falcons wide receiver Julio Jones on Sunday. And yeah, A.J., it is huge for the Titans, huge for the city, the organization, the quarterback, and the offense, including you. After two decades of struggling to find star power at the wide receiver position, with all due respect to good personal friend and star Derek Mason, the Titans will now have the two most talented wide receivers in franchise history on the field at the same time. And it gives the Titans something that they've never had, one of the best wide receiving cores in the NFL. And statistically, no one to ever wear a Titans uniform has come close to doing what Jones has done in his 10 years in the NFL. The 32-year-old has missed games, and injuries will be a primary concern, but when healthy, he's simply one of the best of our generation. He's a seven-time Pro Bowler who's had over 1,300 yards in six of the last seven seasons, caught 100 passes in three of those seasons, and had 99 receptions just two years ago. This isn't overly complicated. The best offense in franchise history had to replace some key offensive weapons and did so with a Hall of Famer. And while Brown and Tannehill are rightly excited, and should be, since they both will be seeing a lot more single coverage with Jones in the huddle, the guy who should be the most excited is Derrick Henry. How can you possibly load eight dudes in the box with Brown and Jones putting so much pressure on your secondary? I mean, you can if you want to, and watch those frisbee-catching dogs eat you alive. No, defenses will have to respect the big playability of this offense, and that will open up a lot of space for Henry to pummel defenses. Defensive coordinators will have to pick their poison against this offense, and most are going to pick to stop the big chunk plays. And that means another monster season for the king of NFL rushing. Now, what did it cost the Titans? How does it change the dynamics of the AFC playoff picture? And are there any concerns we should know about with Jones? Well, directly, it cost the Titans a second-round pick in 2022, a fourth-round pick in 2023, and having to eat every single penny of Jones' very large salary, over $15 million this season. Additionally, the Titans also got a sixth-round pick in 2023 from Atlanta as a nice little topper. 
The Titans will have to work out some salary magic to get Jones's $15 million price tag under the limit, but John Robinson said on Sunday that they can do so without having to cut any players and by restructuring some deals and, quote, moving pieces around. Here is the strange thing, however. I'm not sure it changes the AFC playoff picture all that much right now. The Titans were the favorite to win the AFC South last week and are still the favorite to win the AFC South this week, maybe now with a little more cushion. But that race is far more about Carson Wentz than it really is about the Titans' offense. Are the Titans better than Buffalo or Kansas City or Baltimore now that they have Jones? No, not unless he can rush the passer or is really good at press man-to-man coverage. Are the Titans closer to the Super Bowl? Maybe, especially against a bunch of teams that they could face in the playoffs that are going to score a bunch of points, no question. But has the hierarchy of odds to win the Super Bowl changed all that much because of one really talented wide receiver? No, it hasn't. The Colts are still nipping at the Titans' heels in the division, and the Titans are still clearly behind the best teams in the AFC. And this team's Super Bowl upside is still tied directly to the sweeping changes that Robinson made on defense rather than one elite talent on offense. And then there's the health concerns. Jones missed seven games last year with a hamstring injury and has played only 16 games four times in his 10-year career. He averages 13.5 games per season over the course of his career. So if he only misses three games this fall, he will probably have a monster year and a monster impact on this team. So the salary, the state of the defense, and the injury issues shouldn't stop anyone from celebrating. Getting Jones is a huge go-for-it-now move by the front office. Shooters got to shoot, as JR essentially said on Sunday, and a player as exciting as Jones should have fans salivating for next season to get here as soon as possible. So for now, forget about Patrick Mahomes, the pass rush, or Jones's hammies, and just enjoy the idea of Julio freaking Jones and AJ freaking Brown forcing teams to run two high safety looks in nickel coverage with Derek freaking Henry standing in the backfield. Feel better now? Tennessee baseball actually made Twitter super fun to use this weekend. The NCAA tournament began for the number three team in the nation amid complaints about how tough the draw was in the first weekend, and right seed, the four seed in the region, made all of the complaining look pretty accurate. But Drew Gilbert hit what is likely the most magical home run in school history on Friday night, and two nights later, fourth-year head coach Tony Vitello barrel-rolled Tennessee into the Super Regionals and the second weekend of the NCAA tourney for just the first time since 2005. After the historic Grand Salami in their first win, the Vols dominated Liberty on Saturday 9-3 and then waited for the rematch on Sunday night with two chances to win the Regional. Will Heflin got the start and pitched five and a third excellent innings, giving up just one run and four hits while striking out eight. Drew Gilbert, yes, that Drew Gilbert, the regional's most outstanding player, hit a two-run home run in the fifth inning that turned out to be the difference in the 3-1 Sunday victory. Closer Sean Hunley picked up his eighth save of the season with the old 11-out save. He pitched three and two-thirds scoreless innings to end the game. The Vols have now won 48 games, which is good for third best in school history. They are setting all types of home run records. They've won 15 out of 20, and three of those five losses came against number one Arkansas, and get to play at home for one more weekend. This team is confident, gritty, talented, fun to watch, a pain in the ass to play against, and has now delivered on their big potential by going 3-0 in regional action, even if it was in completely improbable and ridiculous fashion. And not one person in orange is complaining anymore. 
This was one of the most memorable weekends in Tennessee baseball history, and the Vols are just two wins away from Omaha, Nebraska, and the College World Series. They have every right to celebrate and every reason now to pour cash into this program. Just imagine how badass those videos of Lindsey Nelson Stadium would look on Twitter if they just invested a little cashola in the ballpark. So, Vanderbilt fans, uh, no one has promoted your team and college baseball more in this market than me. Literally no one. So since I woke up on Sunday morning in Orlando at 6 a.m. Eastern time with my four-year-old and flew home to Nashville and then spent six hours building that same four-year-old a climbing cube from scratch, I'm going to bed. And I'm recording this at like 11.57 and the top of the 10th is starting It's been a truly great game, by the way, all 14 hours of it. So either congratulations on making it to your 400th Super Regional, and I will have some really fun content for you on Tuesday, Vandy fans, or a huge final Game 7, and we will have some really fun content for you on Tuesday. But I don't know which it is because I'm exhausted and have to go to bed. Either way, all you need to know is we're going to have some really great coverage for you on the show tomorrow. It's not personal, so call me your potatoes. I tried. I really don't have a lot to say about the USA's win over Mexico in the CONCACAF final on Sunday evening in extra time with a perfectly placed Christian Pulisic penalty shot about the young team breaking through with a big win and star players contributing, facing adversity. I I don't really have a whole lot to say about all of that. What I have to say is that if you watch that match, any part of it, the passion, the intensity, the talent, the speed, and and the, the depth of the rivalry between USA and Mexico, and you didn't enjoy it, not only is there zero hope for you to ever like anything on a soccer field, but I'm not sure you can call yourself a sports fan. I'm just not. I just don't think you can. If you didn't like the game, I, I just I don't know what to say. I don't, I don't have words for people that could watch that and feel no emotion. It makes absolutely no sense to me. So I think that if you watch the match at all, any part of it, and you didn't like it, you didn't enjoy it, you didn't see how incredible Sunday night was for the U.S. men's national team, I, I honestly, I don't think you can call yourself an American or a sports fan. I just, that's just where I stand. I'm sorry. But of course, the 440 is brought to you every single day by the Kingston Group. BuildKG.com is the website. Go look at their work. It will not disappoint you. They've been doing it for over a decade. It is why they are Nashville's locally owned, award-winning custom home and remodeling firm. I'm not telling you you need to go spend a whole lot of money and invest in your home today, this weekend. But just remember the name, the Kingston Group, because when you are ready to do that, you're going to want to make sure you have a trusted name that not only makes you happy and gives you what you want out of your home, but also makes you some money as well. BuildKG.com is the website. That's the Kingston Group. Don't forget that name, folks. Thank you guys all for listening. My name is Braden Gall. You can follow me on Twitter at Braden Gall. You can follow the company, of course, at 440 Sports on Facebook and Twitter at 440 Media on Instagram as well. Thank you guys all for listening again. This has been the 440 for Monday, June 7th. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler.